0: We are on the Gemara in Yavamo's The bottom of Bay 6B3 In the Archgirl Gemara The Gemara just quoted a Braisa uh, From the times of the Mishnah Which had a whole back and forth It had a discussion if you are allowed to Give the death penalty on Shabbos itself There is a positive commandment uh, To give the death penalty And then there's a violation of Shabbos uh, When you give the death penalty Certainly in a death penalty of Shreifah of uh, hot lead, of burning the hot lead. And the Gemara, the Bryce itself had a whole back and forth. First it said, uh, maybe we should apply Mises Bazin. we should apply the death penalty on Shabbos. Then the b'risa says, no, we shouldn't. Then it says, no, maybe we should. And then in the end they quote a verse, they quote a post that says, that you're not allowed to light a fire wherever you are, And based on another verse, we learn that Bechom Bosh means even in the context of a basin, even in the context of the court system, you are not allowed to punish on Shabbos. You're not allowed to punish on Shabbos. And the Gemara originally thought, in our last recording, the Gemara thought that what's this whole back and forth, the original back and forth? It seems to be a back and forth about whether a positive commandment overrides such as a severe negative commandment, such as Shabbos. However... Uh, And this this would prove that maybe this is an exception to the rule that we will not apply a positive commandment overriding a severe negative commandment. Uh, In this case, but in general, we would apply it, which is why we have a whole back and forth. That maybe we really do apply the principle of a positive commandment overriding such a severe negative commandment. However, the Gemara now is going to say, no, maybe really the whole back and forth has absolutely nothing to do with our discussion that we've been discussing for the past couple of weeks. It has nothing to do with a positive commandment overriding such a severe negative commandment. Rather, it has to do with something else. What does it have to do with? Let's see in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Elamishum, this is in the second to last line. Elamishum demaisimi kavachomer. Maybe we could have the following kavachomer. The kavachomer is an idea that if such and such is true, then something also must be true. And this type of kavachomer, as we're going to see, is essentially if A is greater than B and B is greater than C, then A should be greater than C. That's what the Gemara is going to assume and discuss and we'll see exactly what A, B, and C are, uh, but it's uh, something like that. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara is essentially going to go through every stage of the brisa. So again, just to repeat, the brisa has three stages. First it says that maybe the death penalty overrides Shabbos. Then the brisa says, no, it doesn't override Shabbos. Then it says, no maybe, no, maybe it does override Shabbos. And then the conclusion is this verse, which Proves everything. The verse says that that you're not allowed to go through the death penalty on Shabbos. So the Gemara is going to try to explain each stage, each step. What's, what's this whole back and forth of each step? That first saying that there, you could apply the death penalty, then you can't, then you could, until we finally come on to the verse. So moving on to Zionim and 7a. The Gemara says we can apply the following Kavachomer. Uma Shabbos. We say that you're allowed to have korbanos on Shabbos. You're allowed to bring sacrifices on Shabbos, even though there's a violation of Shabbos by bringing the sacrifices. So apparently, bringing sacrifices, korbanos, is greater than Shabbos. And yet, Riticha Dokhosa, there's also a concept that uh, the death penalty overrides bringing a korban. If you have a Kohen who is deserving of the death penalty, and he's about to bring a korban. He he's not yet on the mizbeach, but he's about to bring the korban. And Tosos even says, let's say he's the only kohen that's available to bring the korban. He's the only one that's available. We would say no. It's important for us to give the death penalty as soon as possible. That overrides korbanos. So and that you take him to die from the altar. So then in odin shete osa. So basically, A is greater than B. Uh, we should say that uh, the execution, giving the death penalty is greater than Korbanos, because we remove the Kohen, we tell him not to bring the Korban, even if he's the only one available. Korbanos is greater than Shabbos, because we bring Korbanos, we bring sacrifices on Shabbos. So then we should say that giving the death penalty should override the laws of Shabbos. If A is greater than B and B is greater than C, so then A should be greater than C, and and giving the death penalty should be greater than, than the value of Shabbos, and it should override Shabbos. So it has nothing really to do with positive commandments overriding severe negative commandments. It really has... It's a totally separate topic. Nothing like what we thought before. Totally, totally separate topic, having to do with whether or not we can use this principle of Akal Vachomer, that if A is greater than B and B is greater than C, then A should be greater than C. And that's what the the bright's original assumption was, that we do apply the death penalty on Shabbos because the death penalty overrides korbanos. Korbanos, sacrifices, override Shabbos. So then the death penalty should take place on Shabbos. So the Gemara then asks, Ay, So then why did the b'risa then go back on it? The, the b'risa kept on saying, we should apply the death penalty. Then we shouldn't apply the death penalty. Why shouldn't you apply it? It seems to be a pretty logical argument. The Gemara says, meis mitzvah tochiach. Because it's not so simple. It doesn't work as simple as A being greater than B and B being greater than C. That A is greater than C. It's not so simple because... We have a case of a mace mitzvah that there's a mitzvah to there's a very very big mitzvah to bury somebody who <coughs> doesn't have doesn't have anybody else to bury such a, uh, the deceased nobody out there's no relatives nobody is around to bury the deceased so then to go ahead and bury such a person is a very big mitzvah to the extent that 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 overrides if you have a Kohen who sees uh, who, who knows of a dece- of somebody who passed away, and there's nobody else to bury them, they should go and bury them, and that overrides the mitzvah of bringing korbanos, of bringing sacrifices. But, however, it does not override the laws of Shabbos. So this seems to uh, contradict, it undoes uh, our assumption, that to say that A is greater than B, and A is greater than C, because over here, uh, burying a mace mitzvah, somebody who has nobody else to bury them, to bury them, Overrides korbanos overrides bringing sacrifices, sacrifices bringing korbanos overrides Shabbos, but at the same time we don't say that you should bury somebody on Shabbos. You shouldn't bury. You shouldn't bury the mes mitzvah on Shabbos. You have to wait. You should hold off. So really, we don't we don't apply this principle. We see that in this scenario we do not apply this principle. Not everything is as linear as we thought. But then the b'risa then goes back and says, you know what, maybe we should say, we should apply the death penalty. The Gemara had three different stages before a quarter of the verse. We should apply the death penalty. We shouldn't. We should. What's the last stage? Hadar, Alma, the, the, the b'risa then, the tana then says, you know what, maybe K'vur's ma'itz mitzvah, Shabbos. Maybe we should say, who said that's correct? Maybe we should say that burying somebody who has nobody else to bury them should happen on Shabbos. Where do we get the fact that this doesn't happen on Shabbos? Mikavah Chomer, Maybe we should apply a kavachomer. Also a similar principle of this Kava Khomer idea. The, the 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 Bryce is basically saying in the last stage that we should apply the principle that uh, you should uh give the death penalty on Shabbos, that we questioned it. First in the first stage we said that you should give the death penalty. Because A is greater than B, B is greater than C, then A is greater than C. Then we said, well, well hold on, slow down a second. We could have a case where that's not necessarily true, by Mitzvah, by when there's a this big mitzvah to bury somebody who has nobody else to bury them. And that, and, and that doesn't apply on Shabbos, but it does override korbanos. It overrides sacrifices. The Gemara then says, well, slow down also in terms of that rejection. Maybe that's not a good rejection, because maybe it's really true that maybe we should bury a mace mitzvah, somebody who has nobody else to bury them, we should bury them on Shabbos because we should say that if we bury somebody over bringing karbonos, and if korbanos happens, takes place on Shabbos, it overrides uh, violating Shabbos, so then we should also, maybe we should in fact bury somebody on Shabbos who has nobody else to bury them and maybe also, based on that, we should also give the death penalty on Shabbos. So that was the whole three stages until, they, until the, the b'risa finally brings a verse to answer this whole back and forth by saying Talmud Lomar the Torah tells us, Lusavari, you're not allowed to make a fire, even in the context of mazin, even in the context of giving the death penalty, you're not allowed to make a fire, you're not allowed to punish on Shabbos. And that's the final answer of the Brisa. So, the entire Brisa, this way of understanding the Brysa, which is what the point of the Gemara is, is trying to do, is to tell us that it's not about positive commandments overriding negative commandments. That's not what we're discussing here. We're discussing a totally different topic. A topic as to whether or not we can apply the principle of a HaKomer in this case, whether we could say that if Korbanos overrides Shabbos, and something else overrides Korbanos, whether it's the death penalty, or whether it's Mace mitzvah, uh, burying somebody who has nobody else to bury them, that overrides korbanos. Do we then say that those, uh, those actions, those mitzvahs of giving the death penalty and of burying somebody who has nobody else to bury them, does that override Shabbos or not? And that's the whole back and forth. Nothing to do with positive commandments overriding severe negative commandments. And the Gemara says, and the bryson concludes by saying that we do not. We do not give the death penalty. The Gemara then continues And says, "Well, based on what we originally thought—not, but based on our conclusion—but based on what we originally thought, we originally thought that it is about a positive commandment overriding a severe negative commandment. So, based on what we originally thought, what was the whole back and forth? We have again, we have three different stages: you should give the death penalty, you shouldn't, you should. If it's all about a positive commandment overriding a negative commandment, what is that? Those three different stages. What's the back and forth there? And that's what the Gemara is going to ask now. Say." Based on what we what we originally thought that a positive commandment overrides a severe negative commandment, why? Okay, so the first stage is a positive commandment overrides such a severe negative commandment. What's the next stage that it shouldn't? Because based in turning to seven eight three a two, Originally, we thought to say that a positive commandment overrides a severe negative commandment. So the second stage, which says that you shouldn't give the death penalty, that second stage is saying, okay, we, maybe we only apply the principle of a positive commandment overriding a negative commandment when it's your regular, normal negative commandment. But it's, if it's a severe negative commandment that it's deserving of the death penalty or of kareis and early death, if it's very severe, then who says a positive commandment overrides... Such a severe negative commandment. That's stage two, right? Stage one is positive commandment overrides severe negative commandment. Stage two is no. Who said maybe it only overrides a normal negative commandment, or your your ordinary negative commandment? Who says that it overrides a severe negative commandment? What's stage three? HaDarma, Then it says stage three is why say that? say What's stage three? Stage three is that when we say a positive commandment overrides your ordinary negative commandment, your average negative commandment, why is that? The Gemara says that a negative commandment is, anyways, more stringent than a positive commandment in general. We say that a negative commandment, the Gemara says here, that a negative commandment we in general view as more stringent than a positive commandment. So, why does a positive commandment override? A negative commandment, so that that requires uh, discussion. That's uh, that's a longer discussion. But we see that even though the negative commandment is of greater stringency than a positive commandment, how do we know that? Rashi explains uh, because there's a greater punishment. There's a greater punishment. Uh, the punishment is of a ne- violating negative commandment is deserving of lashes or an ordinary. Negative commandments are different lashes. If you, if you don't fulfill a positive commandment, there is no punishment by the court system. You get punished by Hashem, but there's no punishment by the court system. So we see that from the fact that the negative commandment has a punishment, says Rashi, the positive commandment, not fulfilling a positive commandment, does not have a punishment. That shows us that an, an or, even an ordinary negative commandment is of greater stringency than a positive commandment. And yet, we say that a positive commandment overrides a negative commandment. Not because the positive commandment is of greater stringency, but for whatever reason, which is a, a, a long discussion, why is it that a positive commandment overrides a negative commandment? But if that's the case, so then stage three is saying so then maybe also it should override a very severe negative commandment because who cares about the severity of it? The fact that it overrides a normal, ordinary negative commandment tells us that we don't, it, it's not about just uh, – it's not merely about the, the severity of of which one's of greater priority, which one's of greater stringency. So once it's not about which one's of greater stringency, so then even if something is, has kares, even if something is a very severe negative commandment, we should say the positive commandment overrides the negative commandment. So again, just to review the three stages, the three stages are first, the positive commandment should override a severe negative commandment. Think Mario then, the Bryce then says stage number two is that no, slow down. Uh, maybe that's only for an ordinary negative commandment, not for a severe one. Stage number three is, maybe even for a severe one, because even an ordinary one is of greater stringency than a positive commandment, so then maybe it should also override a severe negative commandment, upon which the B'risa answers, that based on the verse, the conclusion is based on the verse, to say, Lo vasechem, that you, we do not apply in this case a positive commandment overriding such a severe negative commandment, and therefore you're not allowed uh, to go through with the death penalty on Shabbos. But again, the, this is all the Gemara was now just explaining it based on what we originally thought. The main point here is to understand that the, the conclusion of the Gemara is that that whole process has nothing to do with a positive commandment overriding a negative commandment, and it has everything to do with the Kalva the idea of uh, the death penalty overrides Korbanos, bringing sacrifices, you bring a Kohen, who's deserving of the death penalty, and, uh, and you remove them from the base of Migdash and Korbanos overrides Shabbos. Korbanos bring we bring Corbanos on Shabbos even though uh, technically it would be viewed as a violation of Shabbos if it wasn't a Korban. And so then maybe we should say, that's what the three stages was discussing, the back and forth, uh, maybe we should say that a, a death penalty should take place on Shabbos. So it has nothing to do with the positive commandment overriding negative commandment, but it's really about this whole back and forth of uh, whether we apply this kal HaKomer or not. Okay, that's the Gemara for now, just a, a few points based on the Gemara. Uh, one point is that a little practical halacha, uh, we say that a Kohen who is deserving of the death penalty is not allowed to do the service in the base of Migdash. Now that's not just the service in the base of Megdash, they're also not allowed to duchn. They're not allowed to do, which is part of the service in the base of Megdash, but it's even today, outside the base of Megdash, to do birkas kohanim, which is when the kohanim go up on the bima and they give the blessing To the congregation, to the Jewish people, Uh, you're not allowed to do that if you're deserving of the death penalty. If you, if they, if they kill somebody, so then they're not allowed to do that. So there's a big discussion. Rabbi Yosef discusses this others as well. Uh, What happens if a Cohen is in a car accident, and uh, you know they? uh, It's very unfortunate. Let's say they kill somebody in the car accident. So if it's their fault, if it's really their fault, they were speeding, uh, whatever the case was, they didn't follow all the signs. It's are they allowed to duchen anymore? Are they allowed to uh, do as kohanim? Are they allowed to be involved in the service? As our gemara points out, that you're not allowed to uh, if you're not allowed to be involved in the service if you're if you're deserving of the death penalty. And we we learn that if they're not allowed to be involved in the even if they don't get the death penalty, they're not allowed to be involved in the certain because technically we don't have a court system. Um, uh, but they they're an even or if they're no whatever the case is, uh, they're not allowed to serve and do as kohanim in the basement. So if they, if it was if it was really their fault, they were speeding, and it was clear that it was their fault, it's hard, it's hard to get out of it. But if it's but if they followed all the signs, let's say they followed all the signs, so then it might depend upon a tosus, which is found on our page. A in our page says that there's there's two different opinions. Is this a biblical idea or is this a rabbinic idea? The fact that they're not allowed to serve in the base of Megdash if they kill somebody else. And the idea would be that if you murder, so then how could you the whole concept of sacrifices is for Shalom to make a connection between you and God, uh, between the people and God, and uh, and it's uh, it's about extending life, so somebody who who caused somebody else to die, they're not allowed to be involved in the service and in the bracha, in the blessing that they give to the Jewish people. So, if they followed all the rules, and they still they got into the car accident, and they, they caused somebody else to die, so that might depend. Tosa says... If it's a biblical, he has two opinions. If it's a, this is a biblical idea that they're not allowed to serve, so then even if they go through repentance, maybe they're still not allowed to do birkas kohanim. They can't bless the Jewish people. If this is all a rabbinic idea, so then there's more room for leniency. And these are two different opinions in tosos. A second practical uh, uh, practical discussion is, let's say a Kohen is also a soldier in the, in the army. Let's say they're a soldier in the army, and they, they kill another person in the army. So here it seems that there's a lot more room to be lenient uh, with regards to this because this is a mitzvah. This is a b- big mitzvah This is, or it's viewed as a road day if somebody's coming to pursue you in the case of a war and so you're, it's out of self-defense um, and so therefore it's a mitzvah so there's more room uh, to be lenient uh, for that. Um, okay, so those are two uh, practical halachas that are discussed based on our Gemara and based on Tosos in our Gemara.